0: Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Nate.
2: It is Eastrick here with Nate Dole, my guy. I'm supposed to be in studio right now, but gosh darn it, I was not able to get there. Tire blowout on the road, and there's a lot of teams right now that had some tire blowouts in the game, but it didn't happen for Nebraska. Doggone it! No, it did not. We got it done. We got it done. But there's somebody that did have a blowout. Unfortunately, they're out in the Carolinas by the name of Matt Rule. Matt Rule has been fired, per sources that state that he is done at the moment. What does this mean for Nebraska? What does it mean for the college football landscape and some of the coaching jobs that will be open? Some of the ones we're watching is Auburn. And, and you know, I think Auburn's one of the main ones, possibly Florida State. Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State, yeah. definitely. So Matt Rule, I do not believe will have he – is, he is a high school I – mean, I mean, he's a college gym of a coach. He's one that tried to make the leap that uh, Pete Carroll did, but he wasn't able to make it happen. He had a a short stint in the league a few years, but his record did not bode well for him there. It It was really tough for Matt rule in the NFL, but somebody's going to rise. Somebody's going to grab him. Somebody's going to grab the guy. One and four start this year, just 11 victories over two seasons, two plus seasons. And uh, it's been very dismal to start. I can't fault him. Baker Mayfield is part of the Oklahoma regime. He's fallen off the wagon. I would have my boy Nate play the song. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. They fell over the mountain. It does not look good. We'll talk about Baker Mayfield another day. Not today. We're going to talk about Matt Rule. My guy, Nate, tell me about Matt Rule. What are your thoughts? Is he in the mix to land the Nebraska job? Or is Mickey still tracking and trekking along? to possibly land the spot. But I still think they have to basically go along this path. They have to be looking on both sides just to make sure at the end of the day that the right decision is made hopefully for the program. But at this point, how do you view it? Well, at first I want to one I want to run through some
1: stats for you Strick. So this is Matt Rule in Carolina. Owen 16 in game-winning drive opportunities. 1 in 27 when allowing 17 or more points. 0 in 24, 0 in 24 when allowing more than 21 points. 2 and 25 when not leading by at least seven points at halftime. 3 and 27 when not leading by double digits at halftime. Mm. Listen, I understand the NFL is a different beast. And I'm not going to act like Matt Rule is a bad coach, he's, he's proven himself. It's the same thing that I said with Scott Frost. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Sometimes it's not a good situation. I'm not going to say the guy's a bad head coach. But when I look at numbers like that, it concerns me a little bit and I trust me, I understand it's the NFL. He hasn't been dealt the best situation to, I mean, His quarterbacks are Teddy Bridgewater, Philip Walker, an older Cam Newton, now Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. He hasn't been given the best opportunity quarterback-wise, but you do still have Christian McCaffrey. Your defenses are always okay. I just... I I look at what Mickey Joseph is doing, and I I don't want to get too ahead of myself when I say this, because... A lot can still happen for the rest of the season. I think if Nebraska were to end the season 3-9 and, and and Mickey Joseph would ultimately then go, I believe that would be 2-7 and and two and seven if that was the way the season played out. I think maybe you would have a different discussion. But when I look at it right now, like I think it would be hard through two games, and I know recency bias is a thing, so like I said, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. It would be hard for you to convince me that it's not Mickey Joseph right now that that that's just where I'm at now again like I just said a lot of things can change that a lot of things can change that and don't get me wrong if Urban Meyer showed some kind of interest in Trev Alberts thought that it was the the right situation that that's something that I wouldn't be opposed to as well but you just look at what Mickey Joseph has done and you look at the situation of this season you look at the situation of this program I'm like this is probably the most fragile of a program any coach has ever taken over at Nebraska. Like, I I don't think fragile... Fragile doesn't even help explain the the situation that Nebraska was in. Mm -hmm. And he has Mm -hmm. somehow created a scenario where, like we said, and Strick, we can get into it, too. We can talk about this once you get some of your thoughts. Nebraska is tied for first in the Big Ten West. With a win against Purdue, with a win against Purdue... Nebraska very well could be in sole possession in the Big Ten West. Now, that is much easier said than done. They come in as double-digit underdog. There's a lot of moving pieces. But I just, I, I look at Matt Rule, and I look at what he's done in Carolina. I'm not convinced. I, I'm not. I, I, he would not be at the top of my list. And at this point, you'd be hard to tell me that Matt Rule deserves the job over Mickey Joseph.
2: I I, I would, Um. Here here's why, here's why as we look at this, this college coaching landscape, and we understand that there is a significant difference between the NFL and college football. Here's why you're dealing with grown men. You have to glean and gather the respect of these men in order to get them to buy into your system, to buy into what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to do. And sometimes there is an, an eye that looks down upon that, that looks down upon that guy who tries to step up into this realm. And so you really have to be connected in the, in the NFL space in order for there to be success there, because you're going to need to bring guys. Your success doesn't necessarily come from you. Your success comes from who you hire. That's where the the guys that are going to be touched the most is by those guys. And you have to just be a good leader that, that's really what Pete Carroll does. Pete Carroll is a very hyped, energetic, mm. loving. You can you can you can love the guy just because that's just how. That's the kind of uh, uh, way that you win on that NFL space. In the in the in the in the NCAA space, it's how you can touch their heart, how you can speak life to them, how you can pour into them, how you can get them and the most out of them. I think that's where uh, Matt Rule is most successful in that space. Right. So I don't think he'll have a problem transitioning back. I think the thing for Matt rule is going to be where is going to be the best opportunity for him to trap the transition back. So maybe right now that's what Mickey Joseph is doing. You're seeing that Mm. because there's been major adjustments that are made. There's, there's, there's decisions. Yes. It's not going to be all hunky dory. It's not going to be all glitz and glamor. It's not going to look pretty. But what you can see in different photos and different pictures sometimes, you see the congregation attentive with the ear. Mm. They're listening. They want to know what he's got to say. They want to know what he's speaking to the team. And that's what you want if you're spaced out. Looking around, you don't really care. You got hands on your hips, but there's that lean in. There's a certain lean in that makes there really, when you become really attentive to the head voice. That's what Mickey has right now. Now, whether that leads him to the head coaching job, we're still yet to see. There's things in place that position him very well for that to happen. You have a down Iowa squad right now, you have a down Wisconsin squad, you have a great opportunity. To clip a Michigan team, if you get yourself together and start building some bases and and work some things out, you've shown you can compete. You've got an opportunity. They don't have some of the same pieces that they had in the past, especially on the defensive side. So, therefore, I think you just continue to tread along. Just keep pushing. Win the games. Win each day, each week. I think a good win against the tough Minnesota team mm, would help. Yes. Definitely an Illinois victory right now with the way that they're playing will give you great confidence. You've got a couple of things that you can do winning in Purdue, coming home against an Illinois team, and then having that home game, which could be a good night. It could be if you win these next cute couple of games or you win this next game, that could be a highly profile game potentially and put you on the map, maybe a night game. You never know.
1: Yeah, and in strict this is a we've gotten this on the text line and, and the comparison is urban Meyer, and I I understand where the text line's coming from but I have a rebuttal to that and there there's part of that that I don't necessarily agree with that comparison is because I think in both circumstances at the college game and the NFL you have to look at the sample size. Uh, Did it work out for Urban Meyer in Jacksonville? No, absolutely not. He was obviously dealing with some personal issues at the same time. Jacksonville, an absolute dumpster fire. He wasn't given the time. He was basically let go before he even started. You also have to look at the sample size of Urban Meyer in the college ranks. And, for example, three-time national champion when he was at Florida – he had three 13-win football teams, and when he was at Ohio State, the least amount of games that he won was when he went 10-1 and in 2018, and they still won the Rose Bowl and, and finished the season third in the country. There is a laundry list of, of examples of Urban Meyer at the college football ranks that proves that he can coach at the college football level. Now, I'm not saying the same isn't for Matt Rule, but I, I think the comparison – it is a little bit unfair because you look at Matt Rule. He started at Temple in 2013 at two and ten. He would end up turning them around and, and make them a ten and three football team. Uh, they would finish 24th in the country. He gets the job at Baylor. His first season there, they go one and eleven. When he finishes, they go eleven and three, lose the Sugar Bowl, finish uh, with a 13, uh, finish 13th in the country. And then you look in, in Carolina, the sample size is there as well. He goes 5-11 and 11 his first year, 5-12 and 12 his second, starts 1-4 and four this year. I, I just think we maybe need to pump the brakes on, on giving an Urban Meyer comparison because, yes, he was not successful in the NFL. I'm not saying that he was. But there is a long list of accolades for Urban Meyer at the college football ranks. Like, w- w- when we talk about greatest college coaches of all time, Urban Meyer, I'm not going to put there at number one, but I would say he's flirting with the top ten like Urban Meyer is a proven college football coach, and I'm not saying that Matt Rule's not. But outside of an 11 win season at Baylor, and then a couple good seasons at Temple, which uh, how much stock are you taking into that? I just don't think that's a very fair comparison. I I, I don't really like that. I, I get where everyone's trying to go with that. Maybe Urban Meyer wasn't successful at the at the NFL level. Matt Rule wasn't successful. Okay. But let's not act like Matt Rule was just this insane, great college football coach. He's had a few good he's years. He's he's a, he's a yeah. solid coach. Urban Meyer historically is one of the best college football coaches of all time. Like that, that that's undisputable. So I just don't really like that comparison.
2: Well, Nate, what I'm going to do is I'm gonna I'm just going to go back to what I think would be the best type of coach for Nebraska, as opposed to who the person is. Right. I'm going to go back and just look at the fact that I think it needs to be a younger person that can identify with the younger generation right. who's been around and understands what the new transitions are into the NIL generation, as well as to some of the requirements that are needed in order to keep a uh, build. When you're looking at transfer portal stuff, I'm I'm I want somebody that has some understanding of that. I'm looking for somebody in the younger Part of of the scale, as far as uh, age is concerned, I think Albert meyer could be a potential you know guy that right. could do some of those things, maybe bring in those types of but, but I'm really looking for uh you know, uh, not to say you could get him, but like an Aranda type, somebody who yeah. can just really touch the younger generation. Mickey has that. he has the ability to do that. I think one of the things about Mickey is I think Mickey's smart enough to understand and know that he will surround himself with the right type of people. That's where that's what coaching really is in this new era. It's really about not about who you are, what you specifically do and bring to the table. You just got to be able to recruit. You got to be able to go and sit down. You got to be able to hit this road and identify NIL situations. Yeah, You got to be able to have relational, uh, uh you know, Uh, racial relational uh, abilities to touch the collectives that you're going to that are now emerging we don't know what the NCAA is going to do about the collectives at this point so you've got to be thinking along those lines how can I relate with the collectives how can I relate with the community the business how can I expand our opportunities to be ready to compete in the NIL situation so that's why I'm looking more to the younger the younger scale of the uh, of the coaching space.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. I think Mickey Joseph fits that perfectly strict like you say. The, the only thing with Urban Meyer and again, I just look at his success at the college. level. I mean, you can even go back to when he was at Utah. I'm pretty sure they ended up winning a Fiesta Bowl and he went undefeated. Like it, This is just... They, they, they're, Wherever he goes, they, they win. That's the thing. Like, there's <laughs> a track record with Urban Meyer and you talk about... But text. there's a back
2: on it too, Nate. Right. Right. No, there is. I mean, some, some, trust me, like, there, there's... There's trash in the back. Yeah, room. no, there's,
1: mm-hmm. there's something like... It, there's some baggage that comes with Urban Meyer, but if you're looking for success, I, I, I know for a fact that you bring that, and Randy makes up, a, brings up a good point. He says, oh, Urban knows how to do NIL deals. He was able to do that and keep it quiet, so he was doing NIL before <laughs> NIL is even a thing. So, yeah, I, I, trust me, he'll find a way to get kids paid. In Strick, th- this is an interesting uh, question, and I want to ask you. So, text on the text line says... How would you feel if Nebraska gets blown out by Purdue? They haven't even played the toughest part of their schedule. Um, that, that, that's why I think like maybe the, the Mickey Joseph automatically now getting the head coaching job. Maybe we need to pump the brakes on that. But the thing is, when, when you look at the, the current state of the program, and this is what I keep saying is, if you would have told me after the Georgia Southern game, that Nebraska would go on to beat Indiana and Rutgers, I probably would have called you crazy. Like, I, I would have said you're crazy. Like, the, these are impressive wins that I think people need to take and, and say, you know what? Good for Nebraska. If they get blown out by Purdue, like, I, I don't know if I'd be that surprised. And then on the flip side of that, if Nebraska went into Purdue and won, I wouldn't be surprised then either. Like, this the, the, the season has just had so much uncertainty and so many things happen, I just – I don't know how I would feel because that's just kind of the state of the program and where Nebraska's at right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I would agree. I I, I really think um, the the coaching search – I just think it still has to tandemly go along those lines. I mean, we – we would love to see Mickey win the rest of these games, go to a bowl game and win. I think that would put him in a yeah, great position I would agree. To, to land the deal. I still think you've got to be in a position, because here's why I think Mickey makes sense, right? I think if Mickey if Mickey can be successful, we know he can recruit. We yes. know that he's he's got the ear of the players. They're playing for him. You know um, that he has a good way – uh, in communicating. It is not the polished way that a lot of people would hope that, or think that a coach should sound like right. or whatever the case. It's not that, but it's, it's, it's in the vein of a Tom Osborne. I'm, listen, don't, don't be texting in saying stricky saying Mickey Joseph is Tom Osborne. No, I'm saying he's, he's, there's one thing that he's done is he's had the opportunity to watch Tom, not only work, but he's been inspired by Tom. Right. And one of the that's things that point. I also know that Tom has is, or that Mickey has, is a humility that has the ability to take his time, sit down, right. understand where his strengths and weaknesses are, go and sit down with others, because that's what Tom would do. Mm. Tom Osborne was very, Tom Osborne would go down there and sit with Florida State. And have a conversation with Bobby about it because he's humble enough to say, you know what? I want to know who the best is and I want to uh, learn from the best. And I'm not the one that thinks I'm the smartest guy in the room. If you ever think you're the smartest guy in the room, you've already been defeated because you're only limited in the space of your thought. So therefore, I want to know what other coaches I'm willing to go here. I'm willing to go there, and I think Mickey has that, and I think that's what differentiates him. Mm. If somebody comes in, I hope they would come in with that type of vein, but that's the vein that Mickey comes from is that Tom Osborne legacy.
1: And I tell you what, I would be perfectly fine with Mickey getting the job. If he if he can prove it and he can somehow turn the season around and get us to a bowl game, I would absolutely be all in. I think the Urban Meyer discussion is just so interesting because everyone has a different opinion about Urban Meyer and how that would play out. We're going to head to the Hotline Hotline where we have James. James, what's on your mind today?
0: Hey, guys, um, thoughts on Mickey and the Purdue game. So I think right now this team is, you could tell, like they are psychologically a different team. Yeah. Uh, they don't win that game mm-hmm. if it's played four weeks ago, uh, Friday, night, Friday night against Rutgers. Um, yeah. And the cool thing to me is I trust Trev, and he gets to see Mickey work every single day. And so, if you get to the end of this, like, I love the discussion you guys have, but you know, like, you guys don't make the decision. I don't make the decision. Mm-hmm. But Trev mm-hmm. gets to watch him every day. And at the end of this season, in November, if, if Mickey's the guy, Trev's going to know it. And I, I honestly, I trust that it's going to reflect in the win column. Um, I don't know if they'll win this weekend, but like you said, Nate, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, because mm-hmm. it's psychologically a different team. Offensive line struggles, sure. They have the talent, though, to win. And whatever Mickey is doing, uh, it's working. And then the the other side of that is I love what I'm seeing from Bill Bush. And you guys know in-game changes, uh, uh, you know, making adjustments, not everybody can pull that off. Bill Bush has shown us two weeks in a row he can do it. So I have every confidence that going into Purdue, he's going to have a good game plan. If it's not working out in the second quarter at halftime, he's going to make the adjustments. And so I think yeah. there's a tightness between him and and Mickey as well. So I, I trust those guys. I trust Trev. would love to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks for the show, guys. Yeah, appreciate it.
1: James, we appreciate the call as always. Yeah, and Strick, I, I think he brings up a good point too, is that that trust factor with Trev Alberts and Mickey Joseph like that. that, That's just one of those things that always felt so awkward in in the other regime is that there was just kind of maybe a little bit of tension for lack of better words. And it just seems like Mickey Joseph, like we talk so much about guys that just get it. And and I think that Mickey Joseph, to your point, Strick and and you obviously know him and know guys that know him better than I do. I think he's one of those guys and we're going to have cluster on here in, in just a moment. And he always talks about that. It factor. And I think Mickey gets it, and I think that's a, one of the reasons why Nebraska fans, especially, if you head to social media, Nebraska fans are starting to be all in on Mickey Joseph because he just gets it.
2: Yeah, I, I I think you're absolutely right on that. I, I I'm a little bit, I'm not hesitant. I'm I'm I still think he doesn't have everything he he really would want. I agree. I think he would still want to do some additional things where that would be. I think he too is observing and watching the staff and, you know, he wants people that's able to correlate with what he's doing, how he's vibing, how he's working with the, with the players. He wants to be able to identify in the same vein. I think, um, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see if he beats one of the rivalries, Mm -hmm. he plays solid against Michigan Mean meaning, I think if he beats in Iowa or Minnesota or Wisconsin, and he can. Or, or that's what that's what I meant. Iowa's Wisconsin. I think if he wins yeah. one of those, may lose to Wisconsin. But if he can win one of the Purdue or the Illinois or, or the Illinois games, I think he's got a shot.
1: I think so too. I I think I really do think that right now, where it currently stands, a lot can change. I think Mickey's probably at the very top of that list. We got to take a quick break. We're going to have Cluster Johnson join us, two time national champion. He's going to break all this down. Tell us a little bit more about Mickey Joseph. Stick with us. We'll be right back on the block.